Good morning. This is Spiritual Moments from the Throne Room, hosted by Joanne Hall. This is Dantier. And I just had a word of encouragement from the Lord. I was thinking about what it takes to heal a body. And as of lately, a lot of requests have been coming through for prayer about cancer. So many people sick in their body, their cells working together to tear down the body. And I thought about my own father who had colon cancer. And when I found out, I knew a little bit, you know, about cancer, how it was performed. And, you know, the different levels, the different stages. And I always thought about, like, what does it take? You know, because sometimes the chemo doesn't work. Sometimes the radiation didn't work, doesn't work, so then at times the body is left to try to heal itself. And there's nothing left to do. They tell you that, you know, your time is, is coming to an end. At some moment, your life, you know, will be gone from you. And I think about it, and people who have survived and who have overcame it. And I used to ask God about about death. Like, I wanted to truly understand what God was saying when it came to, came to death. But, you know, the Bible always also tells us that, you know, that when we're not walking with Christ, we're dead anyway because we haven't accepted a new life. We haven't accepted life through Jesus Christ, reformed, fresh, clean, pure, you know, everything that is considered good. We are told that through the sacrifice, we we receive all that is good, including life through Jesus Christ. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, when they're speaking, when they're preaching, like, you speak what you believe, you speak, you know, from your heart, because, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so you speak these words, and you speak them with your whole heart when you feel them, when you're, when you're encouraging someone, because you want them to understand that God is a healer, that what he did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross. It was to save our lives, to save our souls, that it wasn't just about sin. It was about what can come against up against your body to take you out, what can come up against your spirit to take you out. So it's about, it's about being able to overcome our flesh man, to allow our spiritual man 
to take over. And I remember one day I was talking to my best friend and we were talking about um, hearts. And I was telling her, I was like, well, you know, because um, at the time she was speaking on matters of the heart, well, she still is. And we were discussing the heart and how um, David asked God to create in him a new heart. He asked God to clean it. He asked God to purify it. And sometimes we want to be able to live with our old heart. But through Christ, he's telling us, you know, I want newness. God said when you be in him, when you be in Jesus, everything, you become a new creature. That means that everything in you is new. Everything in you is reformed. And now you have the ability to fight against anything that can come up against you. So we're talking about the heart, and I was telling that, well, you know, you can receive a new heart. But I was like, but what about the brain? I was like, no. That's why, you know, it says we're transformed by the renewing, renewing of our minds, but physically, if something happens to your brain, it can't be removed and you get another one. They don't, you can't transplant the brain. Because once they say that your brain is dead, like, it's inoperable. I mean, they have to take the brain out of someone else, but it hasn't been done. (laughs) But you can transplant a heart. You can work on a heart. You can fix a heart. They have so many things that you can do that can that will stimulate the heart to keep pumping until they can give you a new one, but not with your brain. Once they deem you brain dead, your brain, you're dead. We was reading, and we was reading, you know, about the creation of man and how when God breathed life into Adam, the first thing that Adam had that had to awaken in Adam was his brain, was his mind, because it had to be awakened in 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 for anything else in the body to work so when we're talking about the heart of God we're talking about the mind because that's the first thing he awakened that's the first thing he spoke into for Adam to even be able to to do as he had said to do what it was asked of him in the garden. God had to speak life into the vessel through his mind. And so, like I was saying, I was thinking about healing, you know, in the body that if Jesus took stripes for our healing, his body was taken down so that we would know that nothing can come against the body. It'd be your that was covered on the cross. Because God even said, death, where is your sting? And when I asked God about that, I was like, God, I want to really understand because 
you know, everybody wants to live eternally. Everybody wants the promises of God. Everybody wants that. But it's like, you know, once a person leaves the physical body, it's like, I've understood that most people, their grief is because, one, they wonder if the person left in peace. They wonder if, you know, they lived a good life according to their walk with Christ if they're believers. You know, in any magnitude. As a human race, when we lose someone, we mourn them, we wonder about their afterlife. And I was asking God, I was like, you know, when... um when you talk about death not having a sting anymore, meaning that it has no power over us, why is it that it seems as if when death happens, it does overpower us? And he was speaking to me, and I asked this question when I found out my, my dad had cancer. And I said, God, was he in pain? Did he go quickly? Like, what was the experience like? And God spoke to me clearly and said, what experience? I was like, what was what was his experience to die? And he said, didn't I say death was your sting? That it was defeated through Jesus? I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I understand. I understood that, but I was like, God, like, I want to know what he felt. And God said nothing. So I was like, okay. He was like, who can tell you what death is like? Who has ever came to us and said, let me tell you about my death. Let me tell you about what it's like to die and come back. And God was saying to me, he was like, when we die, we don't experience our own death. We may experience the pain of what causes our death. But we don't experience the moment when we take our last breath. Because God said that death unto us is like falling asleep. Can you pinpoint the very moment that you went to sleep? Because when you close your eyes, you don't automatically go to sleep. Sometimes we even do it not even knowing that we went to sleep. That's how death is. Because the reality of it is we experience getting into the bed. We experience laying our head on the pillow. But we don't experience, we even experience the moment we shut our eyes, but we don't experience the very moment where sleep just, just rests upon us. Mm -mm. And that's how death is. We experience the pain of what causes it. We don't experience the actual moments. And um, I was thinking about it. And he said, I was like, wow, like, that's powerful. 
That's why we shouldn't fear death. He said, you want to know who experiences death? It's the people who lose the person. Why? Because you have to come to the understanding that one that once walked among you will no longer walk among you anymore. Your relationships that you had, you don't get those back. Now you just have memory because you're grieving the fact that, you know, I will no longer be seeing this person. And when my dad died from cancer, like, that's something that I had to come to an understanding in my own mind. Because my dad was absent from my life for a long time, but, you know, I never stopped loving him. You know, I still tried to stay connected to my father to understand, you know, his decisions in life, you know, why he wasn't in my life. So when he passed away, you know, I actually had a relationship with my father. So, you know, I felt like I was getting back some of the time that I had missed, you know, as a little girl. You know, it may not have been the same, but it's like still, you know, I got to with my father. I got to talk to my father, hang with him, you know. I was really, you know, getting to know him physically and, you know, not over the phone. And um, when he passed away, I asked God a lot of questions because he, he had cancer. And one thing I learned, I said God was telling me, he was like, you know, we can, he was like, we're renewed by the transforming of our minds. That means that everything in us is renewed. So if you're battling something and, you know, whether it be cancer, whether it be diabetes, whether it be heart failure, anything that we have the power within us to think ourselves well, to believe ourselves well, because the body is a powerful thing physically and spiritually and it doesn't work unless every entity of the body comes together to make it operate the way that it should i mean god god can tell us what it takes because he created it we can think ourselves well we can believe ourselves well and be renewed like what is it that's causing my sickness what is it in my body that's causing my sickness? Like, we have to be willing to go to those areas, go to those deep places to understand why our body is attacking our body. But healing starts in the mind first, not in the body first. So first you have to believe that I can beat this, I can beat this, I can beat this. I can overcome because my father... You know, he didn't have to die. But what was in him came out. My father was prideful. He had options that could have kept him living. But he chose pride over life. He chose death over living. And it's like, if you allow your mind to be renewed, it can cause you to think another way. If you allow yourself to be renewed through Christ, you can think another way. You can believe in another way. You wouldn't be so worried about how you look 
after you've overcome the cancer, but the fact that you've overcome it. So you got to push past all of the naysayers and the, the, the bad thoughts of what will people think of me if I make a decision to save my life versus just allowing the sickness to take over. That's a powerful thing. And I was, like I said, I was just thinking about that and I was just ministering to me about healing that we believe, we believe with our whole, our whole heart, our whole mind that God can do anything. We can do anything through the Father who gives us our strength, who give us, who gives us life. I mean, we, we, we say the word. We say, oh, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is in us. If that power can raise the dead, what can it do to a disease? We have to believe in that power. We have to believe that we have that manifest inside of us. We have to believe that the whole power of the Holy Spirit is within us. That's what Jesus gave us. But I just wanted to say that, that, you know, allow your minds to be renewed so that you can overcome. Because we don't also, we don't only need physical healing, but we need mental healing, spiritual healing. We have to take back our authority over, our, over who we are in Christ. And, you know, use the tools that that the Father has given us to make these things come about. Amen.